Welcome to the Future of Risk podcast from Zurich, North America. I'm Renee Koa. Today's conversation might be better described as a pupcast. Zurich recently launched a pilot program that allows employees to bring their dogs to work. Joining us today is Paul Nofke, Head of Business Services for Zurich, North America. Paul is going to share some takeaways for companies that may be considering this too, or may already be welcoming our four-legged friends into the workplace. Paul, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Paul, I wanted to start with a few statistics. A live career survey reported two-thirds of people who work at pet-friendly workplaces said it was a positive, and over half said that pet-friendly policies are important when they are considering an employer. Combine that with a study from Facility Executive, nearly half of dog owners said a dog-friendly workplace would be a compelling reason for them to stay. So I wondered, what were Zurich's reasons for launching a bring your dog to work policy? Well, Renee, in 2020, we had asked everybody to take work to their house, right? As as we were in the pandemic, people were going to be working from home. And what we said was coming in 2022, we'd like to bring home to work. And so one of the first things that came to mind was, is there a way that we can bring our dogs to work? And we said we would start with dogs as a pilot um, because, you know, pets are very dear to us and we wanted to see if they can uh, be with us in the workplace and throughout the day. Personally speaking, I love it. I do not own a dog and I love dogs. It's great seeing them in the office. Now, Zurich offers these dog days just twice a week. Why did you choose that approach? We started with the pilot with two days a week on Mondays and Fridays for a couple of reasons. one is those were our lowest days that people were coming into the office. And while we wanted to encourage people to bring their dog and to come to the office, at the same time, we didn't want to discourage people from coming to the office. Um, so we thought from a pilot point of view, we would have um, less disruption on those days. But it's interesting what you just said, where you said that the, you know, you love dogs. And we're finding that the people that do bring their dogs in you know, have lots of people come up to him and say, oh, I have a dog, but, you know, I don't know if he's ready yet for the workplace, but I'm sure glad you brought yours in. That's terrific. And I'm taking it from what you just said that the overall reaction has been positive. Very positive. And again, that is from the people that have brought their dogs in and the people around them. Sure, we have one or two people that, you know, have allergies, and they weren't able to be around dogs. Um, And we actually had a person who said they were afraid of dogs and that's okay. And we just said, that's okay for you to work from home those days on Mondays and Fridays. Um, But it's been overwhelmingly positive reaction. So I thought it was interesting when we talked earlier, Paul, that there was a discussion which addressed some of the negatives and your team considered a floor dedicated just for dogs. Why did you decide against that? Yeah, we would look at all the different possibilities of what would be the best for not only our people, but also for our four-legged friends. And so one of the things we started with was, would it be better for the dogs if they were in one place? And then the, maybe anybody who you know, wasn't comfortable with having dogs around, you know, w- would be less uh, impacted because they would be in one part of the building. But the negative of that is putting a lot of dogs in one place 
right, has a negative consequence. Sometimes dogs, you know, are a little too friendly with each other. And so we opted to have them throughout the building. And that's actually been a big success just because, like we mentioned before, you know, there's so many people that have dogs or don't have dogs, but are dog lovers, and they get to enjoy the dogs too. So it's turned out to be a big positive to not have them centrally located, but actually have them throughout the building. Right. And selfishly, I am so glad about that. Um, how many dogs visit the headquarters at any given time? We have about seven regulars, but there's actually up to 30 that are registered. It's funny, our head of HR, Laura Rock, was mentioning the other day um, that she knows so many people uh, that she just met and, you know, maybe she saw them at a meeting before, you know, and it's, you know, with 9,000 people, it's hard to know everybody's name. But now not only does she know their names, but she actually knows their dog's name. And so <laughs> it's been a really big success. Paul, before we go on, I wanted to um, ask you about your dog, Jonah, because you confessed the reason why you decided not to bring him to work. Could you share that? Sure. I have a golden retriever and, you know, all dogs kind of have a specialty, I think. In addition to retrieving, uh, Jonah is an expert beggar. And um, what we were really worried about is that, boy, if he ever got, uh, you know, away from our area, we'd find him in the cafeteria. Um, and, you know, he rolls his eyes and he can you know, just look like he hasn't eaten in weeks. And, uh, you know, he's just really good at getting food. And so, um, you know, we just uh, don't think he's ready yet. Um, it is a goal of mine, though, to get him ready. Um, again, because I would like everybody else to meet him. I can't wait to meet him. So I wanted to talk about owning the headquarters because Zurich owns its headquarters in Schaumburg, Illinois, but we also lease office spaces across the country. And like any good tenant, any company considering a dog policy has to clear it with their landlord first, right? Absolutely. So yes, we have offices in 48 cities across the U.S. and Canada. And um, we called every one of them uh, up, all of our landlords, and says, hey, we'd like to start a dog policy. Can we bring them in? And um, basically, it was the same answer from everyone. If the dog is a certified comfort dog or um, a certified, you know, seeing eye dog or, you know, hard of hearing, you know, there's no problem at all bringing dogs to work. But if it was just a pet, we actually got a clear no from every one of the landlords. So that's why our dog policy right now is just in the Zurich Schomburg headquarters, because obviously we're the owner of that building and, um, you know, we can make our own rules. But um, it was pretty interesting that every building that we lease from, we weren't able to start a dog policy. That is good to know and to share. Now at Zurich, all participants have to register their dog. You mentioned that earlier. So that's yes. correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, you have to register a dog. And there's a couple reasons for that. One um, very important reason is um, for the cleaning protocol. So when uh, you bring your dog in, we want to know where you sit, not to, you know, be a big brother, but we really want to make sure that we tell the cleaning people so that we can do extra cleaning from that elevator over to that spot. And then also that that area that the dog has been just to make sure we're getting the dog dander up. And again, because we, you know, we care about our people and we do know that there are some that have allergies. And, and so that's really the reason that we have people register. That makes sense. Now, there's a fairly detailed list of rules as well. 
for anybody who wants to bring Rin Tin Tin to work. And I thought we could review some of those rules and you could explain the reasoning behind them for our listeners to use as takeaways. Yes. Um, so we started with, you know, obedient and well socialized. And that's because inevitably um, the dogs will be on the elevator with other dogs. Um, right. And so we want to make sure that, you know, they're going to listen and, you know, not be overly aggressive um, with someone else's dog. So that's where the well socialized came in. Right. So we don't really want a history of biting or excess, excessive barking or aggressive behavior. Right. So those are the things that we were looking at as part of the policy. And that makes sense. If Lassie is chasing me down the hall, I can see how that might impact my productivity. <laughs> Your productivity may go down just a little bit from running around. <laughs> so uh, moving on, dogs have to be covered under the employee's personal homeowner's or renter's insurance policy. And any policy like that has to cover dog bites that occur off premises, which means outside of their homes or apartments. This it never occurred to me, and it seems very important in terms of liability. Yes, um, you know, most homeowners policies do cover dogs. And as we looked into different um, homeowners coverages, they cover dogs, dog bites, both in the house and also like if you're out for a walk, so outside of the home. So actually, if a dog would bite somebody in the workplace, it hasn't never happened, and we're not even close to having that happen, they would be covered under the homeowners policy. The other thing that's kind of important there is some dogs are excluded from that coverage on homeowners. So if you you were reading the fine print, you might see that a pit bull, for example, would not be covered by your homeowner's policy. And that was a way for us to help, you know, encourage people with dogs that are maybe traditionally more aggressive. And again, you know, any dog can be aggressive or not aggressive, um, you know, but that just helps with the selection. But it, I can't say enough about how, uh, uh, you know, uh, blessed we are with our employees. They just have good judgment and we trust our employees. So we said, you know, if your dog has good behavior, you know, that's all we really need to say. And they take it from there. There's um, a weight limit too with insurance policies, right? Yes. Typically you'll see that Mastiffs, for an example, my son has a very small 180 pound uh, Neapolitan Mastiff wow. um, that would not be covered. Um, and um, um, think think taking two spots in the elevator. Very, very friendly, but, um, you know, he is rather large. Now, uh, Zurich dogs have to wear collars with their owner's name on them, correct? Is yeah. that that's so, just in case they wander off? It just, you know, it's just good in case they wander off. Um, and uh, again, um, we say that, you know, you keep your dog in your workspace. If you have an office, you can be in the office. If you have a different workspace that you're working in that day, we do encourage our people to move around the office to whatever they are most effective in their in their work. Um, but then if they are going to go to the cafeteria or our social hub, we ask that they have a uh, someone to hold the dog and to watch the dog while they're gone. So just to make sure in case, you know, someone gets distracted and the dog decides to wander a little bit, we know whose dog is who. Well, and in a way, um, having those employee or colleague pet sitters, that's another reason why it's good to have the dog's throughout the building and not just in one place, right? Absolutely. It's a lot easier to find a colleague in your own department that is, is willing to hold the dog while you run to a meeting or grab a bite with a colleague. Now, the policy also says dogs need to be house trained, up to date on vaccinations, 
and free of any communicable infections or parasites such as fleas. This also seems self-explanatory because it's not bring your fleas to work day ever. So um, I don't think we need to touch on that unless there's anything you wanted to add. Nope, nothing really. I mean, there is, um, you know, they don't have to be leashed if they're in their uh, owner's office or in okay. their assigned workspace. Um, they're free to roll around and, and enjoy. Many of our uh, dog hosts have brought <laughs> Uh, cushions for their dog, their favorite bed, toy, and, you know, although a lot of treats are getting eaten. I'm just going to say that right now. I've seen <laughs> departments all kind of bringing in their own, their own favorite treats. So the dogs are gaining a little bit of weight here. So. That's, that's so funny. But speaking of that, though, Zurich doesn't pretend to be a pet store. People are responsible for bringing in the supplies they feel their dog will need. Absolutely. And um, the one thing that we do supply is, first of all, we all give them a Zurich bandana. So every dog that comes in gets a Zurich bandana um, with our Zurich emblem on it. Dog then, swag. Yeah, exactly. And then we do provide um, waste bags. So if they're off for a walk in any of our designated areas, we do make sure that there's bags out there in case the uh, dog owner needs them. And, you know, we're a very sustainable organization. We believe in sustainability. So all of our bags are uh, biodegradable. Terrific. Now, um, there are other rules, but they're mostly common sense things like some of the items we already discussed. And it kind of boils down to respecting your colleagues and making sure Mr. Forepaws doesn't disrupt anybody in the office, right? That, that That's correct. The only uh, space outside that we don't uh, uh, encourage dogs is we have swans in our front pond. And currently they are on the nest um, and we expect cygnets here any day oh. now. And um, we have been, been encouraging our dog owners not really a good idea to get close to the pond. The male swan really doesn't like people getting too close to Mrs. Swan. So, yes, um, I but, have been the I have been the target of Mr. Swan, and and yes. um, <laughs> can attest to that. Yeah. Um, so our producer also wondered if Zurich is going to let people bring other kinds of pets. While I could see problems around uh, bringing goldfish, what about cats or um, other? Pets. Yeah, once we get through the pilot, we are going to consider other um, pets. Um, there is some initial concerns um, of, of where do you draw the line? Because um, as we were putting the pilot together, we did have some people request about their snake or their uh, pet ferret. Um, and then we actually had somebody with pet insects. Um, so I'm not sure how common that is, but people were inquiring about that. So um, cats would be on the list, although I've had cats before and they don't really like mine didn't anyway sitting like underneath my desk that really wasn't their favorite activity um so i would get concerned about that but you know our pet owners are they know their animals so we'll see once the pilot's over and dogs are particularly social animals too i had a cat i agree i, I would not bring him in just because he wouldn't have enjoyed himself right so going back to the idea, Paul, that Zurich is looking for ways to bring the comforts of home back to the office, you alluded to some other things that Zurich is offering or will be offering. And I just wondered if you could talk about some of those because these might be easier for companies to adopt if they cannot let their workers bring their dogs in. Yeah. Um, yes, we're looking at a wide variety of things. For example, we now sell beer and wine out of our coffee bar. 
Um, that's from three to six every day. Um, you know, no sense having our people getting a car and driving somewhere else. Um, you know, once they're here, um, again, we trust our employees and uh, uh, we're very confident of their behaviors. And so that's one of the things that's gone over very well. Um, we have a gelato machine um, that will also be in the coffee bar for these hot summer days. Um, and then we actually purchased recently some couches, fire pits, and chairs for outside the cafeteria. Um, summer months, some of these nights are just a great place to go bring your glass of wine or your, your ice cream and, and socialize. Um, next up, uh, we also announced that we're going to have bikes um, that you can go ahead and take your bike out um, um, and ride around the neighborhood at lunch if that's good you know, for you for exercise. And again, the reason for all this is what are the many things that we can do to make their home life easier because we're taking care of it here at work. Um, the, the last one that we're really working on is our game room. Um, so we have a game room now, uh, but we're expanding it. And um, upcoming in there, we're actually going to uh, be considering putting in some golf simulators. We do have a lot of people that love to golf. And, um, you know, so that was one of the things that we're also going to be implementing here in this fall. Oh, that sounds terrific. I didn't know about that. Paul, this has been a terrific conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your time and insight. And uh, tell Jonah we all said hi. Thank you. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at zurichna.com and join us next week. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.